If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. UBNRadio.com. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Hello. Well, Jasper's not going to be sitting down with anybody today. He's actually lying down in a hospital bed. He's recovering from a back surgery, so myself and John... And are gonna uh, producer Booker for Jasper Cole. One on one with Jasper Cole. And your name is. And uh, sitting across from me is John Williams. Hello, hello. Producer. And sitting right across from me is Ida Rodriguez. What's up? Badass comedian. We are so excited to have in studio with us. I'm excited to be here. Um, So we're gonna kick it off with some hot topics. There's a lot of shit going on in this world right now um, Mm. that we really need to discuss, and then we'll get back. and focus on you. And oh your no, career. no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about. So, what's going on. I mean, last night, I mean, obviously in politics, uh, we had a lot happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you heard that Trump was literally, I forget how the tweet went from the RNC um, president or the head of the RNC um, that he basically has the nomination. Yeah. Correct? Well, um, Ted. Yeah. When tre- when t- <laughs> I knew it was over for Ted. When he's uh, forgettable. Don't worry about it. When <laughs> Carly fell. <laughs> I said this or is after a, this she is sang, a, maybe. Oh well, then. that was <laughs> wasn't it? Like she just like fell through the stage door. She like felt a, like Diddy at the BET Awards, <laughs> and nobody helped her. And that they just kept on like business oh, as usual. Wow. And then with Ted, after he you know said he was suspending his race, he like elbowed his his wife he, in, in the, the face, face and yeah. whacked her. And I'm just like, is he just? I mean, it's like twiddledy and twiddledum. Yeah, so it was a Freudian slip. <laughs> No, but but what what do you think the thinking was behind that? Because it was like what a week ago that he announced Fiorina was his running partner. Yeah. Was she supposed to like help like, it help the situation? Help the situation. The woman who created the story about the the seeing the babies on the table. Remember she made yeah. that up. Yeah. Um, I think that um, what was I don't know. I think that the whole thing is just like a circus. But um, I really believe that Donald Trump has the keys to everybody's closet, and they have a lot of skeletons <laughs> in the closet. Everybody was like, "Yep, yeah, I give Uncle, Uncle." You saw John Kasich yeah. today, Uncle. They all gave. I, I want to know what te- with uh, Donald Trump because you know Donald, he go he goes dirty. Wait, if you he remember, yeah, I was going to say you remember when Donald Trump he did make that threat against Ted Cruz about his wife, yeah, which never kind of ever came to fruition. I think people kind of forgot about it. But yeah. if you think back. He always kind of put these little pieces out there like, uh, don't push me too far. Yeah, don't test me, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, you know, I actually have history with him. Oh, I yeah. worked on, on The Apprentice early, early on. He is a piece of work. I mean, obviously. Do know. share, Dominic. Do but, you know, share. You got to remember, this, this was during the days before he started spouting off and, you know, yeah. showing his true self, mm-hmm. his true colors. He, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, He's a lunatic. Yeah. You know, we knew it then. We working on the show. He was, I, it was, it, it, he, I mean, there's no else. I mean, he, it was, 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to explain. Like people couldn't even deal with it. I mean, just I, the ego bigger than life. But it oh, was. Oh yeah. And even then, and th- we were everything that came out of his mouth <laughs> behind the scenes. We're always questioning what he was saying because nobody. Because oh, bo- yeah. there's never anything to kind of substantiate what he said about himself or well, his success. Well, he never. In us, he right? never. Yeah, he's never been able to. But and even then, let me just tell you this. Even then, it was known he is not a billionaire. No. He's no. not. And quit calling yourself that. He gave himself that title. It's kind of like Janice Dickinson calling herself the world's first supermodel. Yes. I love Janice, but come on, girl. But, you know. It's so interesting that you would say their names in one sentence because they're kind of like the same person. The, they're like <laughs> both, like, she's like the Donald Trump of models. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And he's the Janice Dickinson of entrepreneurs. Um, I think anybody who saw the movie Idiocracy. Oh, I have. Kids can mm-hmm. say, this is like, finally, it, it's coming. It's into, coming. Right, you know, yeah. he's like President Camacho. And, and, and he, like, I didn't ask you being a, a, a Latina, yes. correct? Um, when you find out that there's people from your own community that are voting for him, mm-hmm. what is your reaction? Well, I mean, I believe self-hate is real amongst yeah. all of us. And I think that... There are some Latinos that want to identify with being white or being something else because they see that as being upwardly mobile, mm-hmm. and it's just a it's just a form of self hate. Um, I you Does know it have it, to do with something with like the, the class system a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Like a lot of the Republicans that are specifically from South Florida, mm-hmm. they don't want to identify with Mexicans. Immigration yeah. is not really an issue for Cuban Americans because mm-hmm. Cuban Americans have political asylum. So they don't have to deal with the immigration issue that Mexicans and other people have to deal with. So I just think that, um, you know, I think that, that there is some self-hating. And I think that also there is a there is a there is a lot of frustrated people in the country mm-hmm. who lack information. And because someone is is sounding like the frustration that they're mm-hmm. feeling, right. they're identifying mm-hmm. with the frust- th- this frustration right. and they see Donald Trump and they're like, oh, he's this guy is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. He's telling his truth. He's spinning the truth. He's not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And part of it, too, is. You know he's 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 sounding off about all the problems in our country, which are real problems. We have to give him credit for that. But no solutions. But but he's no. But he's also attributing the problems to the wrong people. Oh yeah. And just placing blame, and that's really what Americans are mm-hmm. known for. We just want to place blame somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it too. Is yeah. like, hey, look, it's the you know, forgive me, it's the Mexicans, it's the Muslims, yeah, and. It just gives us an excuse instead of looking at ourselves. And the media is depicting him as being very successful, so they're looking to him. Well, the media is having a field day with this situation. Well, I'm seeing prior. You got to remember, he doesn't buy ads. Like, he's done this all, and that—that's kind of like he does. He uh, doesn't listen. I, I was. I was tracking him, mm. and I remember for 15 days straight, he was on the top headlines mm. on my phone, on, the, mm. on my iPhone, yeah. when the headlines show oh, he yeah. was like the top five headlines mm. every day for like 15 days. Mm-hmm. It was so bad that Kim Kardashian dropped a nude selfie. She was like, this is not, <laughs> this, he's not gonna, Trump is not going to trump me. She was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Yeah. Crank up a selfie. Well, damn it, she's not doing her job because she should have been dropping more. Or yeah, something. Well, no, he's <laughs> not kicking out of the headlines. He's actually really been trumping them. Uh, mm. Pun intended. He really has been, and um, it's kind of refreshing not to see the Kardashians on the headlines all the time. But I'd rather have Kim than Donald personally. But yeah, but I just think that you know, yeah. the more we see him, the more we can watch him. What I think is most interesting. Question: is, Can I ask you, sorry to interrupt? Sure. But do you, even though he, he he's going to receive the Republican nomination? Do you think that he has a chance at the White House? Um, 
you know, I didn't think George Bush did. <laughs> and um, you saw what happened Touché. there. Yeah, so true. I don't know anymore. I mean, I don't Oof. know anymore with what with with the things that people do and what they're capable of. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, the the corporate interests and what's going mm-hmm. on in the country. Right. I mean, I do think we're in need of a revolution. And I Absolutely. understand why Thank those God. people are so frustrated. Mm-hmm. I get it. Even the ones that follow Trump, I understand mm-hmm. their frustration. But I just think, like you said, the blame is being placed on the wrong people. Absolutely. And those that don't have an education or don't have the information, they don't know what's going on. But, you know, it's interesting because a a lot of reports have been um, coming out this morning after last night's news that, I mean, there's, you know, card-holding Republicans that are burning their cards. They're going to switch parties because Mm -hmm. no matter, you know, how conservative they are, they would never in their wildest dreams or their, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, in any election ever vote for Donald because he's just not, he doesn't represent anything that's American to me. Well, do you think it has to do with financial? Do you think that they think he is success, successful they do. in the financial? They do. Yeah, I've they had do. this argument so many people still say, oh, the billionaire. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not right. a billionaire. Like, stop but calling him that. But like you said, are people, people are not looking at the research, yeah. right? Well, I mean, yeah. Those are the people that watch mm-hmm. the the Orange County Housewives. You know, those are the, you know what I mean? Stop, those, girl. Those <laughs> are the people that, that are... I take it you don't watch Beverly Hills Reunion last night. No. <laughs> part I three. I didn't. But, you know, I think that that's, a part, that's part of the problem. I think yeah. it's just a Spoon lack fed, of information. Right? And mm-hmm. they think... They see successful and they think... Right. They think, oh, my God, he's a successful businessman. Why? Because he tells you that. Well, and you got to remember that... And The Apprentice, right? I was yeah. going to say, yeah. a lot of that came that's out of that show. That's a reality show. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. But... And, it's television. Yeah. It's not business. You know, that, corporate America. That show was rigged. No, I mean, I'm, I know. It was rigged. It's it was a, a rigged show. It's it's a just, reality show. It no, just, I mean, it, but it was rigged. We knew who the winner was before they went to the boardroom. Like, yeah, no, no, no. You know? I mean, I believe all of that, but I just still think, I mean, if you gauge business by... You know, if a that's reality the case, show. About reality show, <laughs> then you know. I mean, everybody that tells you what they are in reality television, mm-hmm. that's what they are. If, if yeah. that's what we're gonna, but I, I just and think people forget that it's so produced and this. You know, mm-hmm. they have storyline editors, and it's mm-hmm. you know, it's. And actually, it's so, so funny because we work on love and hip hop, and what and something happened last night with you know they're filming the new season for Hollywood and. And one of the cast members went off and said, you know, because you guys are believing everything you see on TV. No, they don't pay for our cars. They don't pay for our houses. They don't pay for the da 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 da. Mm-hmm. She's quitting the show because they're not paying her. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because they don't. They, but, but she's like, you're buying into what you're seeing on TV. Yeah. That's not real life. Like, we don't have cameras 24 hours a day. It's a story. You know, it's a storyline. Mm-hmm. We, we're produced. We, mm-hmm. you, you walk from this point to that point yeah. and say this. It's called and scripted it reality. Big, it's scripted reality. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and just like um, politics, Hollywood. And it's really, and, Getting to that point, because you obviously work at entertainment, that's a really fine line, because if it's mm-hmm. scripted, mm-hmm. then they have to go through the union. There has, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's dirty. It's a dirty business, and I'm glad mm-hmm. it's starting to fail, yeah. because now, um, you know, we can get back to real storytelling, and writers can get respected. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that what was funny is that these people all believe what Donald Trump is telling them, but they don't realize the limited power that the president has because mm-hmm. every president gives you a list of promises before they go into mm-hmm. office right. and then midway you're, you hear the disappointment mm-hmm. echoed through the people and so they really think that Donald Trump is going to get into the White House and do what he did on The Apprentice and say hey you know <laughs> you're, fired. you're fired <laughs> and I, mean, and, I mean but he, also look at his, <laughs> his professional track record you gotta remember he's his Trump University tri- um, case is going to trial in a month oh yeah we're gonna see him on trial and, and the wine for being fraudulent, and you got to remember how many companies has he bankrupted? Um, you know, it's it's like people ignore this, and it's like he basically used loopholes in our lo- in our legal system to 
to get to where he's at mm. and to I mean, there's just so many failed ventures and it's yeah. it's I mean, in the business world he's a joke. Yeah. You know, but for some reason and I hate to say it, but I was part of that machine years ago and I regret it, mm. but I was part of that machine that blew the apprentice up and built his image up. Wow. Mm. Well, shame on you cuz look at <laughs> No, and I am and that's why I worked so hard cuz I feel the burn and I just feel like, you know, it's like but it's a reality check. You got to remember that. Was well, also do you think there's any place for him in government at all? God, no. He has I don't no mean experience. in this president, but I mean in other positions. I he shouldn't be the mayor of a town of a thousand people. Okay. I mean, he shouldn't be the mayor of his buildings. He it's, feels like a um, a lobbyist to me. So um, you don't want to make him like secretary of the treasury or anything like that. <laughs> No, I mean that's the, that's where he of needs this to stay. Country? He needs to stay away from there the most, right? You know, it's funny. Just if if he wants to just be this tyrant, just go to a remote island ha- and have you know bring your own inhabitants and rule you know rule your own little world, but don't ruin our country. I mean, he'd be good, he'd good he'd be good to lobby because he can he's really convincing. I mean, look mm. what he's done. Mm. But but the thing is is you know his whole. If, if, do you ever read the transcripts of his speech? Which yeah. half the time is complete nonsense. Yeah. It's, it's, it does he make sense? And they've actually done done analysis of it. You know, people who study speech patterns, and it's 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 the it's a like crazy talk. Yeah. And, and it's the way that it it hits you subconsciously. He was trained to do that. Well, he knows what he's dealing with. Yeah. He knows where we are now, and he knows that. And he still thinks he's building this wall, and if yeah. people believe it. And when some people say that, I just kind of look at them like. I like the Mexican people's response. Yeah, right. It's like you know, and the who, president was like, "Not a damn thing." And who is going to be? Who's building this wall? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make Mexico pay for it. Really? Like hilarious. But the the people believe that, and they believe he's going to fight ISIS, and they believe that he's going to. And I honestly, I hate giving so much time, but it's like. It's yeah. it just gets so frustrating mm-hmm. when it's like people are just so ignorant, and I feel the same way. Um, you know, sometimes about the Clintons too. When you look at their track record, and it's you know, it's it's hard because I really i i want I wanted to be behind her, but when you start reading into years and decades of their history, it's just you're just like, how many? What else are they going to get away with? I don't. I see. I'm not. I can't talk about something that I don't know. I haven't read up on what's going on. Right Whitewater, now. Cattlegate, the presidential pardons. Um, yeah. No. 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 I hear you. I, I mean, it's you. decades and decades and decades. Well, I'm not going to do what the Republicans are doing. I'm not dissing the Democrats mm-hmm. because I think that that is yeah. why they've you know they've crumbled from the inside out and now yes. the yeah. monster that they're created came back to crush them yeah no <laughs> no no but i think i think we're in this we're in an election season where you know thank god you know we're we're seeing we're seeing the failures in our government we're seeing what can happen oh, when yeah. we, when we slip up mm-hmm. as a society and i think you know w- without pushing any candidate i think i think really a lot of us are, are have realized that we all have a voice and can't have a voice hopefully Absolutely. and that we should actually be involved and I mean it's like I, I don't remember any election years in the past when so many people were talking about the debates and you know yeah. I mean it, you know and that mm-hmm. that's a positive so I think people are really more invested hopefully mm-hmm. well you know I, I think that's really funny that like I said the level of belief that people have in Donald Trump is almost cult like mm. like you know it's like yeah. David Koresh because mm-hmm. I mean yeah. they believe he's going to build the wall they believe he's going to get ISIS they believe he's going to get Dorothy home they, <laughs> they believe that he's going to bring Tupac back yeah. I mean they believe he's going to do they, the, the level 
travel because he he he's already said it. He was like, they they'll never turn on me. They mm-hmm. believe it's like a cult and uh, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. a mass hysteria of dumb. Absolutely, but I mean, but we're we're to, we're to that point. I think as a country that you know we're we're at our breaking point. Mm-hmm. And we really have to turn this country around, or it's some, some serious shit's gonna go down. Yeah, no, yeah. I've been, and I mean, I've been, reg- I registered independent from the time I started voting because I vote for causes and issues as, a, as opposed to people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what what are my choices right now? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's the circus. It's yeah. like the Willy Wonka cho- chocolate factory. And you know, I, and I think you know, just you know, let's move from the country to the industry. Absolutely. And I know that you've been very vocal about you know this past award season. We had the Oscar so white yeah. dialogue start and and now I just in the past few days now it's been white it's the hashtag whitewashed out and so tell yeah. us a little bit about that yeah well so I you know who brought it to my attention was uh, my girl Margaret Cho we love Margaret <laughs> I love her too so um, Margaret um, post you know posted a tweet mm-hmm. and so I went to the hashtag and I saw then I saw that Scarlett Johansson and um, Tilda Swinton, Swinton. Mm-hmm. the whitest woman on the planet <laughs> you know, she's whiter than Nicole Kidman. She's like tra- she's transparent. She's like milk. Yeah, it's <laughs> playing an Asian woman, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it it's it's from the same the controversy with Zoe Saldana, which I spoke out, and you know, it went viral, and people thought that I was dissing her, and I wasn't. I love Zoe Saldana. I'm a very big fan of hers mm-hmm. and supporter. She's my people, and I think she's beautiful and talented. But I I thought that her playing uh, Nina Simone was not a good cho- choice mm-hmm. because I believe that. Uh, specifically because they had to put a prosthetic nose on her and paint her skin and mm-hmm. you know Nina Simone was an advocate an anti-colorism advocate Absolutely. and she spoke so much about that and her pain so mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a slap in the face so then when I saw Emma Stone playing the Asian woman in the movie with Bradley Cooper and then I saw that it's you know a lot of people think it's malicious but I'm starting to think that maybe it's a little bit of ignorance and I think mm-hmm. that the box office dollars drive so hard when it comes to making projects that the you know these executives um, are not really thinking about the the consequences right. of some of the choices that mm-hmm. are making and 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 in the name of inclusion mm-hmm. they are missing the point and I think that you know they they want to attack the actors and I you know I I'm really big on believing that people have to eat and they have to support and they have to take care of their households. But I'm also starting to believe that some of these actors are really believing in their privilege and not believing that they have to be accountable to the very people who made them successful Mm -hmm. in the first place. And I think that actors are going to have to start making better choices because, Mm -hmm. you know, the Asian community has been is always from the, you know, the Indian to the those that that come from the oriental sect they are always being offended when it comes to casting you know mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari did a whole episode on his show about how they never have any, two him, indian guys yeah. and then he also you know and the guy in uh, close in short circuit was white he wasn't even indian mm-hmm. and so i just think that it's just gotten to the point and i know white america you get tired of hearing about this this is not you know when are they going to stop complaining you you know it's not your issue because everything that we've been that's been force fed to us mm-hmm. has been white our whole lives mm-hmm. and now that we want to be seen and we want to be heard mm-hmm. it's frustrating to hear about it all the time but it's just you know I try to tell people imagine running in a race and someone um, saying wait you can't start and your opponent starts running and they get to run eight laps 
before you. And then when you run, they tie one of your legs behind you and say, now catch up. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like being a minority in this country. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always trying to catch up without having the resources nor the tools to catch up. Mm-hmm. And you say we have education and you say we have this. And in Hollywood, we have that. No, we don't. If you look on every billboard, you will always see white people and you barely ever see you know, people of color, unless they're Denzel Washington or Will mm-hmm. Smith or Kerry Washington, there is a wealth of actors that are people of color, mm-hmm. just like the white ones that we see on billboards. And you white people don't even know who they are. You're like, who the hell is this chick? Mm-hmm. What TV show is this? We don't have that. And so we want we 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 come to the box office. Asian Americans spend dollars at the box office. Mm-hmm. Latinos are one of the biggest mm-hmm. consumer markets in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, black people go to the the box office so why can't we have representation why can't it just be fair we're not asking to overthrow the white man and get rid of him we're asking for a place at the table we want to eat at the table Mm -hmm. and i think it's just disrespectful i think that people are you know i don't think all executives are like that i think some of them just don't care they think they can Mm -hmm. do whatever they want and the people are they're insulting Mm -hmm. the intelligence of the consumer they're Mm -hmm. like oh they're gonna they're gonna go for this because it's scarlett johansson and people said no well it's interesting because if you look at you know, for example, like Telemundo is owned by NBC Universal, yeah. and Telemundo quite often, or Univision, will be. If you look at the the network rankings for the night, they'll be third, sometimes second, third, yeah. or they'll, they'll they'll beat one or two other of our major networks in uh, viewers for the for the for certain nights out of the week. Right. Um, which is interesting because they know. What I guess what my point is is that you know at least NBC Universal. Will know that the you know the power and the, yeah, the strength the, the, of the, the, the Hispanic the viewers. But right? are you talking specifically about the film business, or well, are you talking more I'm about talking TV? About or both. All of I'm okay. talking about both, mm-hmm. and I think that. You know, it, it's very frustrating because people are afraid to be blackballed. People are mm-hmm. afraid to get in trouble. They don't want to mm-hmm. offend someone mm-hmm. because then you don't work. But then well, and, and you're speaking not working of it, anyway. Well, look at Margaret Cho. You know, yeah. when she spoke out against ABC when American Girl was canceled, which is a horrific experience. And I think that to, I mean, I I watched that that comedy. Um, special over and over again because I think she makes such great points about it. Mm-hmm. You know when they were bringing in, you know her um, her Asian advisor and yeah, yeah, yeah. Wh- wh- whatever they call it, consultant. Um, she had a hard time working after that in the industry. Yeah, you know, and for speaking out, and I think that's why it's so great that she, people. She's kind of, kind of come full circle, I think. Yeah, you know, she's, she's back on top. She's, she's worked hard, though. Yeah, and she realized what what she's here for. She's a voice, and mm-hmm. sometimes with that comes the consequences of not getting some of the prizes that you mm-hmm. get at the main mm-hmm. from the mainstream, and that's okay. And and on that point, because I, I adore her, and last night she was we, we Twitter ho, Twitter Twitter uh, troll heads were rolling last night on Twitter. Oh, she yeah. says, but this abuse that she puts up with, and this, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe some of the shit that people were tweeting to her. And I was oh, like, it's a, it's I mean, they were threatening. I mean, they're like, she's getting death threats last night. Yeah, you know, and it's just like. That's the world that we live in. Thing. Yeah, no, Asian, <laughs> you know. the Asian Twitter showed up and black Twitter got right behind them. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that um, solidarity is something that we all must learn. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, when I think about poor white people who really believe that Donald Trump is their person, <laughs> I feel bad for them because mm, he doesn't yeah. identify with them. He's an elitist. I have a friend who's yeah. a comedian who he wouldn't even allow her to ride on an elevator with her. With him, mm-hmm. you know he, you know, and I just think that they're really That's caught up. That's very true, very true. Even even working on the show, he, when he would walk in, he would have like six bodyguards around him. Yeah, he doesn't identify uh, with farmers yeah. and yeah, no, even even the people like 
in a closed party like we'd be doing like the finale parties nobody could get near him and we're talking you know it was just the cast and crew from the show he would have six bodyguards around him no i mean and you know when we hollywood people start talking about the frustrations of hollywood and mm-hmm. i think about the average person that has to go to work every day at a towel mill or are there the, our farmers that are providing us with our vegetables i hear your frustration i understand what you're going through i go to work every day just like you i don't i don't you know i don't live a celebrity lifestyle i get it i understand mm-hmm. why people are so mad i get it but it's it, it's coming from media. It's coming from corporates. It's coming mm-hmm. from everything. Everything is just trickling down, and people are just so frustrated mm-hmm. and tired. And the vo- the people that are unheard, they don't have a voice. And now we're like, you know, forget it. We want to. We, we we everybody needs a voice. Everybody should be heard. And white people in trailer parks were are their lives matter just like everybody mm-hmm. else's. And you know that that people are not listening to the people and so now you see asian people because asian people receive a lot of privilege in america they're they're perceived as the white minority you know people look at asian people and they're like yeah they're not like the black people they're not like the puerto ricans they work really hard and they you know they they build chips and shit mm-hmm. or, you know, <laughs> they're but, intelligent but yeah. the truth the truth yeah. of it is is now that when it comes to this they wake up and they say oh snap you know Maybe we're not that special. Maybe we're only special when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. And those are the wake-up calls. And I understand. I think it's disrespectful. I think Scarlett Johansson is brilliant and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she can go play a white girl somewhere else. I guarantee you. And think you, of how many other film offers I'm sure she gets just because she's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I think we're all in agreement here that she, mm-hmm. actors should be held responsible for accepting those roles that they should yeah. not be accepting. Look at the backlash when they suggested Idris Elba play James Bond. If you're saying that it's not that you know, I don't understand this. You got they got mad and James Bond isn't even real. When the black Annie, Quavagene played <laughs> Annie, I mean, death threats to a little girl for playing <laughs> Annie. That Annie wasn't real. You're talking about Ralph Fiennes or Fiennes playing Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's so disrespectful. That is just mm-hmm. You know, that is actively just disrespecting somebody's legacy and saying, you know, we don't care what you stand for. We're going to do what we want to do. And that the people are finally speaking. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to get here a word from our sponsors. We're going to break and then we're going to come back and hear more about um, Ida's current projects and a little bit about her story. Let's do All it, John. of us here at One on One with Jasper Cole are proud to announce our 25 affiliate advertisers, and they are all dot coms. E-File, InterServer, ZipRecruiter, Hilton Hotels, 3-Day Blinds, Adam and Eve Toys, Bullguard, Prime Slots, Russell Stover, Booking.com, Suzanne Summers Bath & Beauty, Quest Nutrition, Sur La Tabla, and Extended Stay America. Additionally, we have EUK Host, Canvas World, Cheap Air, 21st Century, Liberty Mutual, Course Smart, Advanced Auto, Fandango, Meet Mindful, Flare Play, and Jewelry.com. Thanks again to all of our wonderful sponsors. And now back to the show. Hello. We are back. Great. So, so yeah. Ida, um, first of all, uh, tell the audience your, where they can find you on social media so that we forget. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Some of you angry people. I'm at Funny A-I-D-A. <laughs> funny Ida. And I, I'll let you know in advance. I'm not angry. So if you come at me with anger, I'm not responding with it because I'm not angry. You know, <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. 
Um, so funny AIDA, that's my website, that's my Twitter, my mm-hmm. Instagram. And on Facebook, I'm an Ida dot Rodriguez because somebody took my. Someone name. stole your name. Mm-hmm. Are they squatting? Yeah. <laughs> Fun, good times. So, where where are you from originally? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Florida. I grew up in Miami, Florida. Uh-huh. Um, went to school in Tallahassee, so I, I lived from the southern to the the northernest part of the state, knowing that there are two different countries going on in, in the state of Florida. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Florida is, yeah. is very and it, 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 that's where Marco Rubio was from. Yeah, right? he yeah. went to the University of Miami. Actually, oh, he did. Okay. No, he went to the University of Florida. He's a Gator, and I'm a Seminole. So, so you grew okay. up in Tallahassee, but you moved to Miami. No, I grew up in Miami, and I oh. went to school in Tallahassee. Got it. Okay. State so when did you come reverse. out here? I've been so. here now for uh, 15 years. Wow, mm-hmm. and it's been a hustle. It has been because we first met. I want to say 10 years ago. Yeah, it's been about 10 years ago. And through a mutual friend, uh, Kim Coles, who yeah, my I, girl. I, my girl too, yeah, fight over her. Um, <laughs> no, no, you can have her. Fight. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, and then tell us a little bit about your journey here. I mean, did you always want to go into stand up? I've always wanted to be a stand up comedian since I was a, a little girl. I've always been in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. I've never done anything else. I um, initially started as a model. I was discovered when I was 14, and um, I started modeling. And then, um, you know, I got tired of being a model. It was just boring for me. I didn't feel like I developed an eating disorder. Mm. I was hungry all the time. <laughs> I was taping Snickers to the inside of my thigh during my fashion shows, and they would melt, <laughs> and that wasn't a good look. I'd get fired. Um, so I quit, and um, I, I stopped, and uh, I started acting, which is uh, my, my, you know, my core business is writing. Like mm-hmm. writing is what every, mm-hmm. everything has come from. So I'm an actress. And then um, Chris Spencer challenged me one time. And we did a roast together for a birthday party. And he challenged me to start doing stand up. And he said, you are a stand up. Naturally, you are. And uh, I don't think you should deny yourself anymore. And so I went and did it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been doing it ever since. And so... W- so, so tell us a little about your writing, because you said everything's based on your writing. Yeah, I'm a writer. Um, I actually have written, uh, written four movies that have been sold and distributed. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, I write my material. I write other people's materials. Some people pay me for it. Some people steal it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I've been writing since I was a little girl. I'm, I'm a new um I, I will be in starting in September. I'll have a, a column in Latina magazine. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm actually working on my own TV show right now. So, you know, I've, I've always written. I just, I love to write. It was mm-hmm. my outlet. And um, growing up where I grew up, which was pretty rough, writing was my outlet, you know. Mm-hmm. So, where do you draw your inspirations from? Life, real life, yeah. people, you know. Um, I think that the, the, the funny thing about life is we get so caught up in the distractions of things like race and gender, but the human experience, you know, the, mm-hmm. what we all have in common, if you sit 10 people down, put blindfolds on them, and you listen to all of their stories, mm-hmm. you will see that we all have a common journey and we all mm-hmm. have something that we want to overcome that's called our childhood mm-hmm. <laughs> and our parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all want the same thing. Essentially, we all want the same thing, unless you are a socio or psychopath. <laughs> the rest of us want the same thing. Those people want to eat dead cats. Speaking of which, you just had a movie that just released yesterday. Oh right. yeah, it was a. It's actually it's a play oh. that they that they shot. Um, uh, I did with Alchemy, Alchemy and Swirl Films, mm-hmm. and they they have this brand. Where they do these plays, and I produced it, and I was in it. It was really really interesting. It was a it was a you know a cultural experience. This is with me. with Lyric Ben and Lyric Jack A and, and Elise Neal and Angel Conwell, 
and Amanda Seals. And it was just, it was really interesting mm -hmm. because um, it's not a genre that they have in, in the, the Latino market. But even though every single show on Spanish TV looks like a play, because <laughs> everybody's so, ex you know, loud and obnoxious. And it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, so. it does. And this is the Ladies Book Club? It's called the Ladies Book Club. Mm -hmm. Please pick it up. It's at, um, and you can get it on Amazon mm -hmm. and FYE. Mm -hmm. You can get it on uh, at Best Buy. Um, and it was just, it was a very interesting experience for me. I got to work on stage with people who've been doing it for many years. I think Lyric and I were new to the stage play mm -hmm. like that. And um, and he's a great actor. He actually just won a big award in Canada. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, he was my coach. Was he? Yeah. He we we worked with him. I actually traveled with him when he during the early Saw series. Uh, and he's a really really good guy. So yeah, I'm glad you got to work a, with yeah, him. Yeah, he's a great human and. You know, I actually approached him to do the play, yeah. and um, and we we were able to work it out. So, um, it was a great experience. I'm I'm very happy about doing it and being in the presence of those people. And you have a couple other films that are well. Billy out. came out yesterday, which is a short Billy, film, okay. um, directed by Omar Ellison, and mm -hmm. um, it's a very uh, dark film with Courtney Shurman and Richard Lee Warren. And Richard Lee Warren is a very good actor who's been mm -hmm. working for many years. There are only four of us in the movie. And uh, it was, wow. that was really fun. It was, it was really fun. So what, do you prefer TV? Do you prefer the comedy circuit? Do you prefer films? Um, you know. They're also different, right? Stand-up is, yeah, stand-up is different. Stand-up is my therapy and I'll mm -hmm. do it forever. Uh, mm -hmm. Just like George Carlin, I'll do it until I die. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love I love movies more and, than anything. And go back to your stand-up. Who are some of your your comedy Don inspirations? inspirations? Yeah. Richard Pryor and George Carlin and yeah. a comedian named Alvarez Hede, hmm. who is uh, a Cuban comedian. He passed away a few years ago, uh, which is really interesting because one is Cuban, one is white, and one is black. Mm -hmm. And um, and it, I work all three markets. You know, mm -hmm. on one weekend, I did a show on Nickelodeon for stand-up. I did a BET show, <laughs> and I did a show uh, uh, for Nuvo, the Nuvo Network, yeah. which is Latin. It says those are my three, and I think it's because those three people, those three spirits, guide me, and I live. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I live in a world where I can perform. I can work anywhere. Well, your sets are very, vers very versatile. I think. Very diverse, I guess is a better term. Um, but speak to a wide audience. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, no. no. Um, and you're funny as hell. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and spe speak about being a, a female in the comedy circuit, which is total. I mean, I have a lot of respect uh, for comedians that can go out there every weekend, night by night by night, work the clubs. Because yeah. we've, you know, I have a lot of friends that have done it and clients. But for females, it's a different beast. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Not being sexist, but you guys put up with a lot of shit yeah, on the road. It's a different you know? beast. And we work on, I think people don't understand. Uh, we want to work. I work just as hard as my male counterparts. I don't want any um, special treatment. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to get raped on the road, which is something that I have to worry about that mm -hmm. my male counterpart, counterparts mm -hmm. don't. You know, they don't have to be, have to have, you know, security escort them to the car and they it's just a different reality for women Absolutely. i feel like uh charlize theron in north country all the time i yeah. feel like i'm always fighting for my just do um you know we don't get paid as much it, yeah. it's it's a different reality for women and then you talk about a woman of color and now you're taking it to a different level and you know I, i've seen people walk up to the show and they'll see my picture and they're like who is this oh, she's probably not funny and i come into the show because they don't know who i am 
because I'm a woman and, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a stereotypical woman. So it's just it's it, it can be hard. But I love what I do and I'm not complaining because I get to do what I love to yeah, do yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. And um, and I roll up my sleeves and I go every day at it like with no excuses. You mm-hmm. know, and. And you, you actually were, you were on um, Last Comic Standing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, and to tell us a little about that experience. I mean, that was it was. It's I love watching that show mm-hmm. and watching the journey. I think it does yeah. a really good job of of showing the behind the scenes and yeah. And the judges keep it real. Absolutely. I mean, they really do. And just tell us a little bit. I mean, obviously, we talked a little bit earlier about reality shows. That is obviously a reality yeah. show. But what was your experience? It was good. It was positive. Wanda Sykes and Paige. Um, Herwitz made it uh, a point to make sure that women of color and women were represented on the on the series. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, that doesn't mean that we got what we got because we were women or mm-hmm. women of color. We we had to be funny and bring the funny. But I think they did a good job in locating the comedians mm-hmm. that were going to be able to come mm-hmm. and bring it. Um, it was, you know, it was challenging. At what time. was the audition process? Um, mm-hmm. I auditioned. You know, first of all, we there were submissions mm-hmm. and. There were thousands and thousands and thousands of submissions, and so, um, and then I was I was one I think the only Latin woman that made it to the show, wow. and then um, and I made it to the top ten. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I, I felt you know a great sense of responsibility because I was I had a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a great experience for me and it was life changing. And ever since mm-hmm. I did the show. Um, so many other opportunities. It's been a game changer for yeah, you. Absolutely. I mean, I think in some respects, I mean, you're, yeah, no, mm-hmm. you're, are, you've become a household name yeah. in a lot of households, and I'm sure it opened a lot of doors for you. Yeah, it did. It did. And I'm very thankful because Wanda was great. I love and, her. And I love her too. So it was just. I think she needs to go back to, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of her late night show. Um, I didn't like the format of it, but I love her, right. and I love watching her specials. And I think that she has a place in late night. Yeah. I just think it just needs to be a different format. But right. I, I really wanted to see her back on TV. Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. love her. I want to see yeah. her on television too. Mm-hmm. She's definitely. And it's good. It's been great to see Roseanne come back. That's my was, girl. I'm still in yeah. touch with her. Um, yeah. Actually, I just texted her yesterday. She's going to be in Hawaii. I have a show on Sunday for um, homeless moms that I'm doing at the Hollywood Improv and I wanted Wanda to come perform and Roseanne and they're all they're not none of them are available Margaret sent me boxes and boxes of stuff for the women Mm, which is why so tell us about that what what is the show on Sunday well this weekend I have a weekend Um, you know how celebrities do their own Mm -hmm. weekends and they Mm -hmm. have parties and stuff so I was homeless and so for Mm. me homelessness is um, you know it's linked to so many other things like depression and sexual (laughs) violence and all Mm -hmm. that stuff so uh, my weekend that I decided to do is not a celebrity weekend. It's a weekend to honor um, 35 women who are homeless. Well, it's Mother's Day this weekend as yeah. well, right? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So Saturday, I am taking them to breakfast with their children. And uh, we're hosting a breakfast for them. Uh, Latina Magazine is sponsoring quite a few people. And then on Sunday, we're hosting a comedy show for them at the Hollywood Improv. Mm-hmm. What time is that going to be? 7.30 p.m. Okay. And Lori Kilmartin from uh, Conan O'Brien's mm-hmm. show. Um Felicia Michaels and um, Tiffany Haddish, who's in Keanu, yeah, and mm-hmm. is on the Carmichael show. They're Correct. they're gonna do a show with. They're my sisters. We're all you know my girls. Oh, fun. Okay, love it. So seven so seven thirty this Sunday at, at the, the Hollywood, Hollywood Improv. Improv. Yeah, to honor the moms. So. Excellent way of giving back. That's, yeah, yeah, I think it's important yeah. to never forget. And so, um, so what else do you have going on? Besides for that, oh well, I would. Two movies just come out. Yeah, you're on the road. You're doing yeah. this amazing Mother's Day weekend, giving back. 
I mean, yeah, what I aren't have, you doing? I have. Uh, <laughs> I did a movie with Robert De Niro, De Niro and Taylor Hackford directed, and it comes out mm-hmm. next year. And hopefully, I don't get cut out. It's called The Comedian. It's about stand up. Oh wow! Ooh. And Taylor Hackford, you know, and they had, they handpicked me for the movie. Saw me perform. And he called me, and I didn't know who he was. And then I googled him. I knew the name. But I, I was. Well, just he like, directed Ray. Yeah, but no. Beyond that, he he directed one of the Devil's Advocate, which is one mm. of my movies, movies. Okay. And I was like, I know this name. I know who he is. The, married the, to Helen Mirren. That's what I didn't know. What yeah. I didn't know was that he was married to Helen Mirren. When I googled him, mm. I was like, Oh my god, I need to get it together. <laughs> this is important. Yeah. But it was great. It was a great experience for me. I had a horrible set, and it was <laughs> very, uh, very. Uh, it was a great lesson for me. So. So what are you doing in your free time? Um, I have been writing because I'm working on developing some stuff, some TV shows and, um, you know, um, with my management. So we've been working on mm-hmm. just writing. Mm-hmm. I haven't really had that much free time because I'm, mm-hmm. a bi- I'm bi-coastal now. Mm-hmm. So, you are? Yeah, I go back and forth. Um, on Monday, I'll be on the nightly show on Comedy Central on the Larry Wilmore show. A lot of you are mad at him, mad at him because of his the White House Correspondence Dinner, right? The Correspondence Dinner. But those of you that and what did you think of it? Because I actually read a great interview that he gave today. Well, he he approached it as a roast. Yeah, he did. I mean, they always do. I think that I thought it was supposed to be like that. Yeah, me too. And I (laughs) I mean, a lot of black people, Ernie Hudson, spoke out against him using the N word. Um, I think that you know, I think it's when it comes to comedians and people and their censorship. it's a very sensitive thing. The The issue with Barack Obama or President Obama is that there's been so much disrespect. There's been so much racism. There's been so mm-hmm. much, so many issues with him that no other president has ever dealt with because he's the only black one. Mm-hmm. That uh, people are very overprotective of him and, you know, the, using the N-word as a term of endearment didn't go over with. Mm-hmm. I wasn't offended, mm-hmm. but then their argument would be from some people is that, well, you're not one of us, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I am a person of color, and mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that the speech was sharp, mm-hmm. and it was it was it, it hit hard, and I thought it was funny, and I thought that the people that weren't laughing were sour asses who mm-hmm. know that he was telling the but, truth. But I, I guess you know, playing devil's advocate, you know, from my perspective, you know, let's say being being a gay, gay male, I hate the word faggot, mm-hmm. and to hear that because I always go back to being. You know, bullied when I was right. younger, growing up, and I think it's very disrespectful for other gays to call 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 each other that within the gay community, and of course, anybody who's not within the community to say that to anybody else. So, and that's always when I hear, you know, the N word being used. To me, it's so derogatory, and I have so many African American friends, and it's just. I, I mean, I can see why it'd be upsetting. Although I know the context, he wasn't. He wasn't coming from a malicious place. No. And I think it's different when it comes to, um, I think it's very different when it comes to a family matter. And I think that that's what that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, black people being offended by that and I, and I understand their argument, but I think that that is, that is an argument that should sit with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, white people get so riled up about it. But I think a lot of the people that were mad is because they can't say it, not because they're offended mm-hmm. by it, mm-hmm. because they probably say it at home. Mm-hmm. But what I'm what I'm saying is, like, I, I have two Jewish friends who are comedians and they call each other the K word all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't do it as a joke. I don't think it's funny. I don't I don't use I don't use the N word in my stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't, don't think it's funny and I, I don't want to use it. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to I just think it's. 
I think everything is so sensitive when it comes to black people right now. And I think that Larry mm-hmm. Wilmore saying what he said, just it was just taken to, I think what he said before that was what really offended people. Mm-hmm. And that was just mm-hmm. what they could use to say, this wasn't right, this wasn't right. But at the end of the day, I think that but what he, I, I think also for him too, he's getting a lot of criticism. A lot of people don't like him taking over the show. I think people were really just kind of keep their eye on him waiting for him to just mess up. Yeah. And, but he should have known that that was going to happen. But once again, it's also the context of the situation. I mean, I just think he's damned if he does, damned if, damned yeah. if he doesn't. And I think that he just got, he has to roll with the choice that he made. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In a week, nobody's going to care because Donald Trump is going to have sex with his daughter and everybody's <laughs> going to be talking about that. <laughs> Oh my wow. God! Actually, he did talk about that. On, yeah, on was said, it in Howard Stern? He said if his daughter wasn't his daughter, he would date her. Mm. I do like his daughter. I think she's beautiful. I think she's she is well beautiful smart. and yeah. smart. And did she work on The Princess when you were? Yeah, she was on the show. When you were um, on the show. she and uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like her too. I yeah. don't. Um, his sons, I don't care for. I don't care for the sons either. But, um, well, you know, his sons also are, you know, big game hunters. Yes. And I, that bug, that, that really, really bothers mm-hmm. me. That says a lot about somebody who can go onto a reservation or, you know. A protected space. Yeah. A protected space mm-hmm. and hunt an animal for sport. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, it's the mentality. It's mm-hmm. like, really, do you need to go into and this fence area? And I know people are tired of hearing the word privilege, but that's what privilege yeah. does. It right. makes you feel like you're invincible. Mm-hmm. You're immortal. Right. You don't, you're, you don't, you don't have any level sense of accountability. Mm-hmm. You don't owe yourself. I'm going to go spend $100,000 right? to go shoot. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, to do that, just to <sighs> say, specifically animals that are, you know, are are at danger, a risk yeah. of becoming mm. extinct. Just to say, you know what, I want to be the one to end that. It's just a mentality of destruction and mm-hmm. narcissism that is really, you know, it's it's dangerous. It is. We have yeah, about five minutes oh, remaining. I know wow. this show just flew by. We missed Jasper. Jasper's out uh, recovering from back surgery. Wow. And uh, today we're filling in. Uh, this is John Williams, and I have Dominic Friesen here with me and the beautiful, talented, and insightful Ida Rodriguez, Rodriguez, who has a lot going on. So tell everybody where they can find out more information about your projects and your shows, your social media and website and all that good stuff. Funnyida.com, A-I-D-A.com. When is this going to air? It's airing live right now. And then syndicates out on Friday. So if you're in Yeah, let's give it a shout out actually to our our Detroit listeners. Oh, you know what? (laughs) Let me tell you something. The Pistons, that's my basketball (laughs) team. I'm from Miami, but I've been a Pistons fan. Uh And people don't understand why. So Detroit, I love you. WRLM. I, I, I love you, Detroit. And so I and I'm with you and I um and I know what's going on in Michigan and yeah. my heart is with you. Mm. And as soon as I get some money, I'm sending it to you. Because that's what people do that really care. And actually speaking of, of Flint, mm-hmm. Obama's there today. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw Air Force One, but to have Governor Snyder, who, in my opinion, should be in a jail cell, mm-hmm. um, he and Karen Weaver, the the mayor of Flint, greeting Air Force One is just so infuriating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're the welcome wagon and they shouldn't, number one, not be in office anymore. And number they be, two, they shouldn't be free. They should not be free. And it's yeah. just I, I can't believe that this is still going on. And I know it's not. It's not a federal, you know, I, I think that there's limitations on the federal level, mm-hmm. but it, there's got to be some type of recourse to step to step in and, and 
mm-hmm. bring justice. It's infuriating. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry because <laughs> I'm right there with you. And you know, like, um, you know, people that there's a flint all over the country. There is. It's mm-hmm. not the water. It's the resources. It's the education. It's the real estate. It's just mm-hmm. what's going on in this country right now with the with the gap between the haves and the have-nots mm-hmm. is getting wider and wider. Mm-hmm. And I understand the frustration. So yeah. I just think that, you know, each one, teach one. We all ha- are accountable for each other. Do you think yeah. Bernie's going to be able to bridge that gap? I, I think Bernie, unlike any other candidate, mm-hmm. has really united, I mean, just generations of people mm-hmm. and different communities. I mean, I've been to, I went to the rallies here in L.A. And it was, it was invigorating. It was mm-hmm. inspiring. I mean, there was people from all ages that are just, they just have a sense of hope again mm. yeah i mean it's one thing i will say about bernie is that when he speaks i believe him mm. and yeah. i truth meter right yeah, yeah i just really believe him i mm-hmm. think that i don't think he cares i think he's <laughs> he like he's at the point where he's like do you see what's going on here yeah. it's like when a house is in chaos yeah. and the father is like you know what i'm about to rip this place to shreds and we're gonna start from scratch mm-hmm. and that's what i see when i see him mm-hmm. like when people are like he's crazy i, I don't think he's crazy but I think you're always going to be called crazy when you want to pioneer movement. Well, if and you, you got to remember, think of what he's up against. He's been, you know, I, I don't want to get on on my soapbox, but media blackouts for months. Yeah. They would not cover him. Mainstream media, they distorted the truth. He's fighting against the establishment. I mean, yeah. and we, he's. I mean, he's. Coming out on Are top. Are you crying? Yeah, no, no. I just get so passionate about it. <laughs> oh, but. my God. He's crying. <laughs> Bernie, you had her. By the way, Helen Hong, my other comedian friend, <laughs> she campaigned heavily, and she did a whole sketch mm. about him. I just think that, you know, we could use we could use some people who actually care about people in mm-hmm. office. That's what we really could use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, feel the burn. But on that note, thank you so much no, Ida, for coming in. Yeah. It's been so amazing to catch up. And you can catch us here every week, Wednesday at five o'clock Pacific. And then, of course, we repeat on Fridays out of Detroit. And I'm going to end so the show you. a little differently tonight. I'm going to play a, a video, actually. You can watch it on YouTube. It's by Prince E. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called I Am Not Black, You Are Not White. And it pretty much summarizes a lot of what we talked about today on the uh, show. So I want to go out with that. And uh, we want to thank you all for listening. And we will see you back next week. And get well, Jasper. Get well, get well Jasper. I want to see you. <laughs> Stand up straight. I am not black. I mean, that's what the world calls me, but it's not me. I didn't come out of my mother's womb saying, hey, everybody, I'm black. No, I was taught to be black. And you were taught to call me that, along with whatever you call yourself. It's just a label. See, from birth, the world force feeds us these labels. And eventually, we all swallow them. We digest and accept the labels, never, ever doubting them. But there's one problem. Labels are not you and labels are not me. Labels are just labels. But who we truly are is not skin deep. See, when I drive my car, no one would ever confuse the car for me. Well, when I drive my body, why do you confuse me for my body? It's my body. Get it? Not me. Let me break it down. See, our bodies are just cars that we operate and drive around. The dealership we call society decided to label mine the black edition, yours the Irish or white edition. 
And with no money down, 0% APR, and no test drive, we were forced to own these cars for the rest of our lives. Forgive me, but I fail to see the logic or pride in defining myself or judging another by the cars we drive. Because who we truly are is found inside. Listen, I'm not here to tell you how science has concluded that genetically we're all mixed and race in the human species doesn't exist or how every historian knows that race was invented in the 15th century to divide people from each other and it has worked perfectly. No, I'm not here to lecture. I just want to ask one question. Who would you be if the world never gave you a label? Never gave you a box to check? Would you be white, black, Mexican, Asian, Native American, Middle Eastern, Indian? No, we would be one. We would be together. No longer living in the era of calling human beings black people or white people. These labels that will forever blind us from seeing a person for who they are, but instead seeing them through the judgmental, prejudicial, artificial filters of who we think they are. And when you let an artificial label define yourself, then my friend, you have chosen smallness over greatness and minimized yourself, confined and divided yourself from others. And it is an undeniable fact that where there is division, there will be conflict and conflict starts wars. Therefore, every war has started over labels. It's always us versus them. So the answer to war, racism, sexism, and every other ism is so simple that every politician has missed it. It's the labels. We must rip them off. Isn't it funny how no baby is born racist, yet every baby cries when they hear the cries of another, no matter the gender, culture, or color, proving that deep down we were meant to connect and care for each other. That is our mission, and that is not my opinion. That is the truth in a world that has sold us fiction. Please listen, labels only distort our vision, which is why half of those watching this will dismiss it or feel resistance and conflicted. But just remember, so did the caterpillar before it broke through its shell and became the magnificent butterfly. Well, these labels are our shells and we must do the same thing so we can finally spread our wings. Human beings were not meant to be slapped with labels like groceries and supermarkets. DNA cannot be regulated by the FDA. We were meant to be free and only until we remove them all and stop living and thinking so small will we be free to see ourselves and each other for who we truly are. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 